the Depth Charge Podcast by me, Ben Sugars, live from the Swoon Studio in Chiang Mai. All right, greetings, everybody. Hey, Welcome brother. back. Hey, man. Good to see you. Good to see you again. <laughs> All yeah. right, on. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel quite as special this week because we hadn't <laughs> last week we hadn't seen each other for ages. Yeah, true. So it's always special to see you, but you know I'm not trying to say it's not nice to see you. Just <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always nice to see you. It's like it's like an excuse to get out of the house. Mm. I think for me, <laughs> feeling a bit drowsy today. I kind of was rudely awoken before my full full night's sleep. Ooh. Sounds sexy. <laughs> well, well, you know, it's uh, it's almost like I don't know. In Chiang Mai, is the uh, uh, the rainy season is is coming, is teasing. Uh, yeah, we had a week of rain and now it's gotten hot. Yeah, but still, yeah, it, it comes and go. I think it's going to rain t- today, mm. from what I see uh, in the weather podcast. Good, hope so. Yeah, so. Yeah, so episode thirteen. Yes, yes, the lucky number. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm enjoying this seeing these numbers go up. I feel I know, like right? it's uh, when we got to twelve, it kind of felt a little bit substantial, right? It's somehow. it's it's amazing, man. I mean, every time I look at the numbers, and I'm like, wow, man, we shit thirteen weeks, well, more actually, but you know, like at least thirteen thirteen weeks already of of a podcast. You know, mm. it's amazing, and. I don't know, man. It's 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 still it seems fun. I don't know. I'm not. I don't feel like we we are forcing it. It's we're definitely not forcing it. I mean, sometimes we're lazy. I mean, we, we you know we we, we have we, other things in life to do. I guess we do. But we might be a bit. I mean, I was looking. You know, there are people putting out podcasts. I think John Winyu is putting out like three a day at the moment. Something crazy. <laughs> well, we're not John Winyu for sure. And he or has, Joe Rogan or whoever. Yeah, you know. he has something to say. We yeah, we uh, we. Uh, I like know. that. He has something to say. <laughs> <He> <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's also what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he has. Yeah, I mean. We're musician. We we speak with our uh, music more yes. than you know what we talk about. But yeah. this is more like a, a, a you know another outlet, another insight for for you know you and the people uh, back home. Yeah, back home. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how you guys doing over there uh, on the other side of the? Uh, device <laughs> you know i like the way you talk to to like attempt to talk to people that we well yeah. we are communicating like to them too right? yeah no no of course, the thing is you guys don't really communicate to us i feel like you know we're, we're not that scary well i'm not that scary it's because we um it w- i think it would help if we were able to do live like if we were able to do like a live stream which True. we've thought about right like right, if, right. You know, if we were able to do a live right. video stream um right. then people would I think get in and yeah. maybe send in some comments True. or whatever. But but th- then that would be distracting. That would be harder for us. Well, I, I don't know. I, I, don't I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's distracting. It's just like about getting the setup right. Mm. So so bear with us, and you know we we're learning. We're learning about this as as we go along, and it's an interesting journey for us. And I hope it's an interesting journey for you guys at home too. Um, but. Uh, Today episode is uh, kind of interesting. I thought um, I would sort of put us under a little bit of pressure. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it it's, is. It's a little bit of pressure because um, yeah, legal legal wise for me is a little bit pressure. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, I I I did my homework, so I'm I'm gonna try to avoid any legal uh, action. 
you know, after seeing uh, Breaking Bad, and I I see how Saul do his, his shit, and now okay, yeah, <laughs> maybe I need I need to go in that direction. You know? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Well, so I thought we'd kind of try and do some storytelling. Yeah, I'll try. But that's <laughs> because um, why was I thinking about it? Well, because I was um, missing. I was looking for um, the Thousand and One Nights as an audio book, and then I was like re- listening mm. to um, this Irish folklorist storyteller yeah. who'd like collected who'd collected all of these stories from like really old Irish people of the 19th century you know yeah. I don't know born in the 19th century some of them yeah anyhow um, storytelling is um, one of those things that's possibly becoming a disappearing art I know very few good storytellers yeah and I'm not one so that's why that's why this is difficult because yeah. I've never thought of myself I don't think anybody's thought of myself thought of me as a good storyteller so it's going to be tough yeah but for me too mm. <laughs> I mean we, we, we both of us are usually speaking out of our mind more than you know uh, telling yeah. a story I guess yeah yeah but it is a story of our lives in a way <laughs> you know as as we accumulate it uh, you know towards <laughs> the future <laughs> yeah so yeah you go first me go first well I was kind of wondering how to uh, approach it and I thought, well, I could try and tell a story from when I was like really young, from as a kid, yeah, and then uh, like young teenager, young man, and then okay. um, you know something from later. I thought I thought I could try some idea like this, but we can just riff it. I mean, um, and also I thought, yeah, you know, maybe I could ask you about that kind of in this kind of way as well. Yeah, sure. Uh, from when you were young. So last night I was kind of lying in bed, trying digging into my memory of, of being a kid. Mm-hmm. And some, it's surprising if you haven't thought about yourself as a kid for a long time. It takes a while for the memories to bubble back up. <laughs> it depends. In, me, in my case. I mean, case. If, if you just sit down and think about it, probably, yeah. For me, usually something triggers it more than, than thinking about it. Yeah. Mm. Um, I was also thinking about, you know, some of the storytellers I know. I don't know many great storytellers. Like, I... I um, I think Joey, our friend Joey, he's a great storyteller to my mind. Mm. Uh, Your dad. My dad, yeah, my brother, Your one of brother. my brothers is a great storyteller. I think Ke- uh, Kevin's a funny one. Kevin's sometimes a fantastic storyteller. Not yeah, always. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, that, see, see what I mean? But uh, he, No, but for me, <laughs> see, I'm including him hey, on no this list. no hard feeling, Kevin. <laughs> I'm including him in this list because I've heard him tell, like, fantastic stories. True. It depends what mood, True. He, it depends what mood he's in. Yes. If he's in a good mood, then he's a True. fantastic storyteller. I have a lot of uncles as straight uh, storyteller actually. Yeah. Yeah. One one is such a funny guy. Too funny. <laughs> My dad is a good storyteller but he always uh mess it up at the end before he can finish the joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the, that's the only downside of it. <laughs> yeah, I would probably might be in that category myself. <laughs> or even not even not even that. Hmm. Um the other thing is like, um, what is the you know what does the art of storytelling entail? I mean, it takes practice. But I was also wondering, you know, because we did that podcast that episode on improvisation, right? And we got into the idea that improvisation changes. Inexperienced people can improvise, yeah. but the but the way you improvise changes um, if you're a beginner or if right. you're more experienced, right? And I think that maybe like storytelling might be like that sure i mean for me i mean i think storytelling is in every form of art like uh uh 
food too, actually. Yeah, but music, music for me is a story uh, telling for for me personally, more than I can you know become like a stand up comedian, which is also uh, important. You know, like Steve Harvey and Steve Harvey is a great storyteller, man, and and Dave Chappelle and all yeah. these all these like people who 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 write sketches and all these things. It has to be a good storyteller, you know. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, Eddie, yeah, Eddie Murphy. Like, Eddie Murphy. Well, because I was But thinking about <laughs> songs from, uh, not songs, stories from when I was a kid. Yeah. That story, uh, Eddie Murphy's joke about the ice cream. That's, <laughs> yeah. like fanta- that's a fantastic, fantastic. kid story. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, what is your kid story? Well, I've got, okay, I've got a couple. Um, yeah, I've got a couple. But before, like, before I 100% get into it, I was just thinking to myself, how, you know, like when I tend to look at myself as uh, having an un- uninteresting life, That might be just well. It's not like I'm. I'm definitely not complaining, but I just think that when I compare it to other people's like stories, Joey's stories, or stories that like I've read in books, like when I think about you know I used to love Henry Miller. Yeah. Then the book um, Manchild in the Promised Land. That's yeah, a guy telling yeah. this. That's a fan, the. St- I haven't got any stories like that. I've like running around the streets of Harlem, <laughs> stealing stuff, right, or right. get you know. I, I just don't have those. I don't have those stories. So. I'm not going to make them up because it's got to be. It got to be a. Re- I'm in my mind. If it's not real, it's, it can't be that interesting. Although some people make shit up and are yeah, fucking we're interesting not, and we're funny. We're not that kind of podcast. We are. We are pretty much like a full on, like you know, in your face kind of podcast. I think we mm-hmm. don't make shit up. I don't. At least what? At least for like the 12 episode that I've been saying, I, I don't. I didn't make any shit up. No. Yeah. What? Yeah. I, I mean, I had an idea that we could like make up some fake adverts, but that's <laughs> yeah, because yeah. we don't have any sponsors. So not yet. That we could uh, not yet. <laughs> well, Kevin Fishball is in there. We'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Fishball. Oh, okay. Shit. Well, um, yeah. So, I mean, when I was a kid, I was I you know I grew up in the countryside, and I was kind of alone, kind of alone. I mean, I have brothers, but when It's still quiet. I would call it like a um, quiet childhood, not in the city, you know, mm. in, a, in a in a village and countryside. Um, so a lot of it is just I don't know, running out, running around out in nature, building building things out of hay and right. sticks and shit, you know. Yeah. Um, I but, can relate to that actually. But okay, some memories come like really strongly into my head, and they're weird ones. I don't. Think I don't think I can. This is my lack of confidence in myself, but I don't think I can make them into an interesting story. But I'm going to tell you it anyway yeah, because it's me. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, one of the things is I was such a shy kid, and I don't. Maybe all kids are shy to some degree, but this is like pretty. I think this is pretty extreme. My mom ran it, um, ran and still runs a bed and breakfast, right? Mm. Guest house. And when I was uh, young. So back in the day, now, back in the day, so this would be like, how many years ago? You know, almost 40 years ago, right? When mm-hmm. I was, say, four or five or whatever. Right. Uh, back in those days, B&Bs, guest houses in England, they were still on the one communal bathroom kind mm. of model. Nobody had the whole, the whole like, bathroom in your bedroom yeah. didn't exist. Now my mom's rooms, they've all got, like, oh, bathrooms, right? Okay. Private bathrooms. That's, okay. just, that's just the way it's all, all changed. But back then, we had like uh, the family bathroom was everybody's bathroom, so True. the house is full of guests, right? Right. Um, and I was just, 
terrified in some way or shy. I don't know if it's like ter- so shy that I would like hide in my like when I woke up in the morning, I would sort of like hide behind the door, listening, putting my ear to the door and listening for the guests like wandering around out there. I kind of knew the the pattern. The pattern was the guests got up, they kind of used the bathroom. Breakfast was a fixed time. I knew there was a like fixed time that they all went down mm. for breakfast, mm. and then they, after breakfast, they left. Um, so, I kind of, I didn't want to meet the guests. Right. I was super shy. Right. I, I was like a fox or some animal, a deer in the forest <laughs> sure. or a rabbit. Sure. I didn't even want to be seen. Right. I, I just I wanted to be totally hidden. Right. So, uh, so much so that. No matter how much I was bursting for a piss, <laughs> I would not. I would like injure myself I, I understand. Or, or piss myself yeah. maybe before yeah. I came out from behind that door if I could help <laughs> it. So there I am, like you know, yeah. behind this door. I don't know how old I am, four, five, six, seven, whatever it is. I was shining till like quite late. Yeah. You know, I'm like holding my dick, you know, yeah. kind of bursting <laughs> to go to the bathroom and. Uh, Waiting for the guests to get the fuck downstairs, yeah. So, so I don't have to be seen, yeah. And it rem- like it's one of my, s- it's a really strong memory, and um, yeah. So in my, m- I'm just like there behind that door, right, listening, <laughs> hoping that, and you know, I would like run out, and I would have these like, <laughs> I would literally like, okay, I think they're gone, and then I'd run out, and then I'd hear another door. Oh no, I made a mistake and run back, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm like this, this kind of thing. I can relate to that, man. I can relate to that. I'm a shy kid. I, I, I can relate to that perfectly, actually. <laughs> uh, okay, so that, like I'm giving you insight into my ch- character as a child. That's one thing. And, you know, I don't know. I, I know that um, kids can be super different. Like it used to amaze me when I would um, go to uh, Nepali New Year, like the Tipowali in Chiang Mai, uh, like hmm. to Nepalese friends' houses. And their kids, they bring their kids up um, to be super social. Right. And so they're like, I couldn't believe it. These young kids, they come up to me and asking me all questions about my life. Yeah. And I just think, wow, I can't even do that now. How come you are so confident, so uh, like articulate and so relaxed with all of these strangers in your house? It's just because they've gotten used to it, you know? Yeah, and that's just their community. True. That's the, the way that they socialize. It's so different. Yeah. Different. And um, I just, re- wow, I, I was so backward in that sense. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's, that's kind of nice though. But I, for me, I would I would feel a little bit agitated if like all these kids come up to me and ask about my life. Um, <laughs> I don't know that's just me. I was like, man, my own business. <laughs> what you, what would you want to know be, about my life? You you're fucking mean, five years old. You can't be mean to little kids. <laughs> I'm, like not, that. I'm not being mean. I'm not being mean. I'm, you know, well, you guys at home would probably think oh, I actually hate kids. No, kids love me. Right, I'm I'm like Colonel Sanders, Thai style. <laughs> anyway, I think kids would yeah like you. Um, okay, so that's one story. I give you another one before I give you a, like a turn to tell me something. Okay, another one. It's a short one, um, but it definitely gives you an insight into my character. I think I I had this habit of um I think I've always been a late sleeper or I always had some kind of like about sort of insomnia at night so there would be a, a lot of times I would go to bed I get sent to bed when I'm this is maybe a, when I'm a little bit older I might be like eight, nine, ten, mm. or something like that you know 11 8, 9, 10, 11 um, this kind of time 
everybody's gone to bed. There's a lot of late sleepers in my ha- in my family, um, but it's basically everybody's upstairs in bed. And if I couldn't sleep, I would go into the kitchen. The kitchen mm. was um, le- the kitchen was this room where we have an aga, right? So right. it's always warm. So right. it, it, people love the kitchen in my house. It's the only it's the only room that's always warm. Right, right. So, and there's obviously it's the kitchen, so there's stuff to eat in there. But <laughs> so there'd be me coming down in the middle of the night, on what kind of time, midnight, one or whatever. Mm. Little kid mm. can't sleep. I would come downstairs and maybe grab something to eat, maybe not. But I had this thing that I would do in the kitchen while my mind is spinning on God knows what. I would like the kitchen was a tile floor the tiles were probably like I don't know just kind of red tiles but they were maybe um, let's say a foot's length a child's foot length mm. so f- 20 centimeters by 20 centimeters and I would have this thing I'd walk around the kitchen for ages del- not putting my feet on the tile and avoiding any of the um, mm. any of the cracks between right, the tiles right, right? As, very obsessively very sort of hmm uh, you know, comp- obsessive compulsively. Yeah, and then I would so and I would do that, and then wonder to myself, hmm, it, what's I like this? A really young kid, but I was wondering to myself, what what's free? You know, what's free, what, do I have a choice here? What am I doing here? Like, um, I seem to be afraid of putting my foot on the crack in between the tiles. Does that mean that I don't have the choice to? Do I have a choice? Where's where's my freedom here? And so then I would like switch and walk on the cracks for a while and not the tiles <laughs> and then then I thought to myself wow I'm still following a pat- pattern still uh, where's my freedom and then I would think well who can anybody predict what can anybody predict can I predict what I'm going to land on next the you, tile the you tile, were uh, thinking about this when you were a kid yeah at uh, what age you know nine Hmm. Oh, eight, nine, ten. Makes uh, sense. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, so I'm, I would, and I would do this for a long time. I'd be walking around that kitchen for fifteen, twenty minutes, mm. wondering to myself if I had a choice. If the choice was mine to walk on the tile or the cracks between the tiles. Yes. And trying, trying to, trying to find, trying to work out for myself <laughs> if it was random, if there was any freedom in it or not. Why did you grow up with the idiom like "Don't step on the crack, or it would break your mother's back"? No. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like an American like oh, idiom kind of thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't step on the crack or it'll like, break your like mother's back. back. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> it is interesting. It's interesting for a Thai guy, you know this shit. I don't even know why do I remember this shit. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, that's interesting, man. So you were. Uh, You were a very introverted mm. kid when you were yeah. young, for sure. Yeah, I somehow became introverted when I was a kid at the same time as you, eight and nine. Uh huh. Before you mean, you mean you weren't when you were very little. I, from what I remember, before I w- because I went to America when I was eight. Okay. But before I went to America, I was really lively, and I, I. I I'm introverted, but I, I like hanging out with people too. Oh, that's that's interesting though. If it was in America, because you know that Carl Jung said that uh, America was the most extroverted place on the planet. Yeah, except so, for me. Well, but yeah. didn't you say that you got more open in America? And no, like, no, 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 no. Uh, I got introvert. I became uh, more introverted okay, in, okay, uh, when okay. I was okay. in America. Okay. No, but when I was before I went before I went to America, I, I feel like 
I I was more you know exuberant in, mm. in a way, right? Yeah, from 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 what I remember now. There's many stories in my in my. Well, tell me one from when you were a kid then. Oh, when I was a kid, it's hard, man. It's a, it's it's hard to pick one. Like this story is about my uncle and <laughs> and uh, this story about about me in America chasing people down with with baseball bats. Really? Let's hear, let's hear one of those. The statu- statute of limitations is over. You can't get arrested now. True. <laughs> I well, okay. Yeah. Well, it was just it, it, it's nothing it's nothing uh, big. It was just like somebody, you know, and this was at church actually, if I if I if I remember correctly. It was outside church. Yeah. It was out it was outside. It wasn't, it wasn't inside the house of the Lord. Well, so it all own. sounds healthy so far. Sports, church. <laughs> yeah. I love baseball. It's a secret of mine, actually. I, I love baseball, but people don't really know it. But if you grew up in America, you you either like you know you into American football, you into baseball, and you into basketball. Mm. And at that time, you know, uh, 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 Michael Jordan was so famous, right? And and even even he retired for a little bit and to go and play for the Black Sox. Oh, White Sox. Black Sox. Sorry, <laughs> White Sox. <laughs> The shirt was black, okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, by that time, I, uh, I was just, you know, trying to find a place to fit in. Mm-hmm. And being a new kid, an immigrant from, uh, from Thailand, uh, going into uh, Tennessee, mm-hmm. Nashville, Tennessee, a very white, prominent, you know, thing. But the, the thing is, I, didn't, I never had a problem with a white kid. It was just you know my my Asian mm-hmm. uh, uh, community that was there that always had a problem, right? Yeah, so it's not about race at all. It is about like kids bullying and new kids in town, yeah. you know. So yeah. that that's the thing that happened. So it it accumulated because I was a new kid and I was getting a, a lot of attention from girls and from I was really shy. I I I, I can't really talk to girl back then. Mm. It was just like not my thing, and my sister always teased about it. And she always, my sister is, is like when she was young, she was one of the worst. Like she's the devil. <laughs> like, like she was, she tries, she tries to provoke you in any way that she can, you know. And <laughs> she still got that look in her eye. I can believe that. I, well, she, yeah, she. <laughs> well, don't let, yeah, don't get her mad. She's really dangerous. That's for sure. Shout out to my sister. And the thing is. Well, you know, fast forward as thing accumulated, and I I'm starting to like starting playing music, and I'm you know getting a lot of attention. Now the boys has gangs, right? Mm. <laughs> like gangs were was it was a prominent time. It was the '90s, early '90s, '94 actually, and you know gangs were 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 coming up from you know East Side West Side and all these things, and you know kids back then, uh, adult you know, ad- adolescent. Adolescent, yeah, yeah, adolescent, adolescent years. They try to you know imitate all these things that they see in the uh, through TVs and all these things. Mm. So they they form their own gangs. So this thing happens. It got to a point that uh, you know, as a group, they start making fun of you know a fat kid from Thailand and all those things. It just got to a point where I couldn't stand. So. I, I told him next week I'm gonna bring my baseball bat and I'm gonna whack all you motherfuckers, you know. 
and I did <laughs> next week and it was like it got like I, I it's so funny like all the audio that was went into the church yeah. I didn't because the kids were going to play like in the Sunday school so man it was like it was a plan like you know a plan uh it was premeditated it yeah was a pre- hit. yeah so i uh, you know during the sunday school i was like man this these guys are gonna get it yeah make fun of me now so i you know sunday school over but the, the other was there was uh, in the church so i went to the car get the fucking back bat and just like you know run run to these guys and just like start hitting Oh man, it was so much fun. <laughs> I was like, I didn't hit anybody in the face, okay? Uh-huh. So you can't, you know, tell yeah. me. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, nobody got injured seriously. <laughs> mm, good story. You you reminded me of a story actually, like um, when I first went to uh, like primary school. So that would mm. be uh, I don't know, jun- uh, great elementary school in in America. Yeah. Um, like in the first few days, I see, like I seem to remember. I, I mean, I was really I don't know five, four or five, but I, I remember getting picked on somehow, and then I remember this lad helping me out. Like he was older, much older. Hmm. I think it was. I think it was Alan Dring, a boy called Alan Dring. I didn't really know him exactly. He seemed to. I don't know if he knew me or who I was but anyway he he somehow stopped these other kids picking on me mm. and after that I was like no more problem in that school for the rest of the time I was there and I rem- I'm so young and I didn't know why he did it and you know like kids they don't talk they don't like thank each other or anything right, like this they right. don't do this but I remember being so grateful to him yeah. you know and didn't I didn't yeah. understand why he'd done it either I didn't understand why he'd helped me but I was just oh Thanks. Well, in in my mind. My life is like towards your guy that you just talked about. What is his name? I think his name is Alan Dring. Yeah, I I think. Maybe, no, wait, wait, wait. Uh, uh, We should name name anyway. Dent? Harvey Dent? (laughs) Uh, It's it's so long ago. It's okay. It's not important. The thing is that the the character that he is, Mm. that's the most interesting part. Mm. I grew up with that being like a, a kid that always wants to protect other kids when you're a Thai kid but you have like a large like you know physiques like me uh, you tend to see like you get bullied but they don't uh, they don't bully you as much as you know the kid that is smaller and weaker mm. and that's that's the thing that you know school taught me is you see a, a pre-social uh, forming right there it's like you know if you if you uh, if you get together in large group you you know as a majority you can uh take over the the minority and that always like built up in my mind since i was five years old since kindergarten and going to you know preschool and all those things you 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 see these things and you feel like why there's a question of why do we need to uh form a group in you know taking advantage of other other people instead of like forming a group and helping other people mm. that's what i that's what I, that's what i always think and i feel like okay i don't need i don't fit in that group i try to fit in that group and we just clash there's always fighting going on i i you know this is what i don't know as well so 
Um, I think it must come to I don't I really don't have a full answer. Part of it must be to do with like family. Is you know is someone in the family like could be father, mother, could be a could bigger be. brother. But because in like I yeah my me and my brothers I don't think I don't as far as I know none of us were bullies you know in school I don't know I yeah. Um, but like in my house, there wasn't any bullying going on by our parents. You know what I mean? And my mm, right. So, um, so I, that must be part of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, other than that, I don't know. Like it must be an. Hello, hello. Hang on a sec. Wait a second. There's there's definitely bullying between brothers. Yeah, that always happens, right? Our brothers and sisters, yeah, but Some, more, somewhat. Like well, you're in, fighting, in, fighting, yeah, fighting. fighting. In, in some of the uh, families, it is kind of a bit bad. You know, it depends on like it. It it comes from the parent thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you like give more too much attention to the younger kids and you know, or or the older kids, and you know, the other one feel neglected and trying to find a way to to grasp that attention, and and that can lead to bullying in school too. You know, of lack of uh, attention and lack of uh, power in in that sense. But mm. I feel like um, I never felt I never felt like I had a disadvantage because I'm fat. You know, because I feel like I'm strong to you know uh, to take care of myself, and I can protect you know the weak. I was brought up that way that you always protect the weak. And you know, one of my uh, friends who I befriend with. Is the person that I always like help them out in some way, you know? Like my best friend, I you was he was a small guy, and, mm-hmm. but he was sitting right next to me when I I came back from from the states, uh, in Bangkok, and we just be friends. But he always get teased on because <laughs> he's just so I can understand he's just so fun to get pick on, you know? It's just like fun picking on a you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like uh, later on in uh, secondary school, I was bullied a little bit. I guess. I mean, maybe it's easy if you're like shy and introverted. Maybe it's easier. Yeah, it's all. It's always it's gonna. Yeah, be. it's yeah. It's sad. It's it's kind of sad that that happens. But you know, you need some some people that you know. If you know you can help out in any way, you you do it. You do it. You don't you don't try to bully other people. I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I mean. It, it's a lot of you know peer pressure is real and and sometimes mm. it happens but you know I I once like it's not like bullying physically but you like abuse like you know with uh, words and all these things and I remember like one 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 uh one of the guy in the class and this was high school one of the one of the guys in the class so shy and so like you know very very quiet but he's a, he's a, he's a nice guy. But people will say like some most abusive shit ever, man. Like it's so bad. It's funny, but it's so bad. And and at the end of the day, I had to go like, I had to go like, hey guys, just like you know, just tell him he, you know, we we're joking and just like sorry, you know. You remember you remember that um, there's a performance artist. She's maybe Eastern European, and she did this kind of. She did this performance art where she would um, like stand co- completely still for like a whole day in a gallery. Oh, right, or right. You yeah. Remember this? Yeah, I remember. And basically, and not respond. Right. And the things that people did yeah. were like terrible. You yeah. know, she said she was like in tears. Yeah. Because it's it happens when people don't respond. People, t- some people take yeah. advantage and feel that they yeah. can do anything, and that's right. the main thing, isn't it? Like not responding. Right. Yeah. 
um, yeah. She learned. Yeah, I remember. I, I her name is really long, but she's a performance uh, artist, and that 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 work really sparked a lot of uh, which you know how you shown how humanity have been, you know, you know, going in what direction it ha it has gone, and people need to realize like the things that that lead us to now is how have we 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 taught more about humanities and humility and empathy compassion you know kindness and all these things that that is really scared in the world you know and covid actually show both sides of people who wants to take advantage of other people and people who wants to you know show humanity and humility towards people mm. and i think it's a it's a both worlds of all of these things <laughs> how did we get to that interesting um <laughs> well speaking of like a uh, morality like uh, i've got a personal morality story i mean okay. i once like this is a story of me uh cheating that really stuck stuck strongly mm. with me so um we like mentioned before that um, both of us like had to learn piano when we were little. I think I think I t my parents like you can cheat on piano. Well, hang on, I'll tell you how exactly. <laughs> okay. I mean, I maybe started learning piano when I was four, and I don't know. Quit by the time I was seven. Never getting it. Never really getting anywhere at all. Mm. But um, at some point, like to try and encourage me, I my dad, my dad is like super reasonable guy. I think, he, but anyway, he he tried to. Perhaps he did. Perhaps he did a slightly foolish thing. In any case, he said that if I wrote a song, an original song on the piano for him, right, he would buy me this a bicycle, right? Hmm. I don't know how I'm seven or eight or something. Interesting. So there, in my mind at the time, I was, so there I go at the at the piano. I wanted I wanted this bicycle. I'm sitting in front of the piano, and. I just don't believe that I have it in me to write a song. I just didn't believe it. Right. I don't remember whether I even genuinely tried. I think I probably tried a little bit, but didn't. I gave up. And then I decided to... I don't know if I consciously, in one leap, decided to uh, cheat or just in several steps. Mm. But I. So I basically, I gave up trying to write an original song. And instead, tried to rearrange a song. Ah. I don't remember whose song. Some kind of simple song from one of my piano books. Yeah. Probably something from one of the classical, probably something from Mozart or Bach or Beethoven or yeah. something. Yeah. But I just um, was going to rearrange it completely, reharmonize it, whatever. Hmm. Somehow. I did not have these words, but I. So I started with that. So I basically started with the bones of a melody. And some somebody's song, swapping everything around, turning yeah. it, inverting it in every yeah. possible way, thinking that I could hide what I was doing, and I could hide what I was doing. I think. I mean, I, um, like it worked, sort of. But what amazes me about this is it like took it was a lot of work yeah. to do this. Yeah. Now I would look back at myself and think, shit, that's so much more work than just writing a simple original song that's mm. that now that that would be my view of it now i don't know but back then i was i it was a lot of work yeah but i was cheating 
you know. Well, you say cheat, but I, I, I don't well, think you cheat. I would, cheated. I'll, I'll tell you why I was cheating. Well, okay. Because I knew in my mind that I was cheating. <laughs> That's okay. why. It's as simple as that. I, well, I knew I'm well, going to cheat. There. <laughs> gonna well, cheat. You, well, you, it's a moral thing, right? <laughs> it's a moral but, thing, right. I mean, I feel like... I'm not saying I didn't do any work. I definitely did some work. Like we said, it was... Maybe oh, cheating is a work, for sure. Yeah, it's right. Not, exactly, yeah. Not, <laughs> I, but I, I know but, what it is. But I didn't do what was asked of me. I didn't write an original song. I just uh, cheated. And, you know... I don't know, man. I don't know. That's the thing. I think it's a, it's a, it's a play on word for me. I mean... Hmm. I, I, I understand what you mean, and people would be surprised hearing this from me. But the thing is, people learn how to write songs because you, you listen to music before. Mm. You know how to make an, uh, fried eggs because you ate a fried egg before, in, in a way. Uh-huh. Right? It just becomes, you know, you making it. Right. So... Music in a way you, you changing it, you changing the melody. It doesn't mean you cheat. It's not cheating. Me for me anyway is like you, uh, you get that melody right, and you use it, and you call it your own. That's cheating. I don't think what I did was very different from that. But but you turn it around, didn't you? You said you turn it around, you reharmonize it. Well, reharmonize it. You know, I, I would have, yeah, I would have not re, not not reharmonized, but you know, made something minor instead of major, well, or major instead of minor. And what did your dad say? Um, well, I, it's very unclear. So long ago, I I think I got a bike. I think, but I think that he found out that I cheated. I don't remember if I told him that I cheated or how I, how it came out. I think he knew but somehow like i think i got the bike first well, that's, the, that's the interesting part is like you you think it's a cheat but your dad never told you you cheated mm. right mm. well I'm, I'm this is what I'm, i'm i'm curious about because i mean i'm curious like if you have written the song like does it sounds like you know like the song from the piano book um In my mind, it sounded like different enough to be your a, a new composition for for my dad not to be able to tell. Right. Yeah. So that was your goal. That was my goal. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think I think it's there's no wrongdoing in it at all. Well, okay, you say that, but the the only reason if I if I'd um, understood that you could um, if I'd understood the idea of what you're saying, maybe yeah. I could have like more honestly approached it that way. But in my mind. It's, that's not what happened in my okay, mind was you, in, my, in mind, my mind it's yeah. like I give up I yeah. can't do this right. I'm gonna do something else right. which is like right. copy and paste or whatever well yeah. that's nice of you that's nice of you to well, I, to, I to, to understand to and you know to that's called consciousness right mm. yeah. that's nice of you I mean and some people people you know in a way that that kind of like build a foundation for you As uh, your uh, build your character foundation, you know. For me, I I don't feel I ever cheated on on music. I got, you know, I got accused really heavily one time, and I was so pissed. I'm not gonna name names, but this was in college. This, like, well, some people you know heard about this. We, we know what I'm talking about, but this hurt me, like, and it it's still it's still a scar. 
in my life that I always look to to see like I would never do this. I would never like call somebody a cheat and unless it, you know it is. I I know there's a proof in it. You know, basically, I was I was tasked as saying Sam to write a fugue. You mm-hmm. know what a fugue is? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was uh, I was accused of uh, copying somebody in the class. Oh. Hmm. And the thing is, the thing is, the thing is, like the the professor, um, kind of like a. Um, I don't know what's the English word for it, but it's like expose me, like like try to try to put me in front of the class, you know, you know, really like uh, shout my name, you know, out, mm-hmm. and and show me in 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 the class to be like that, you know, I don't come to class. Well, it was my third year. I don't come to class. I I, I said like my third year was a depressive year for me. I don't come to class, and I wrote this like double fugue, and she asked me, "Who did you copy?" Mm. Oh, I say she. I'm sorry. The professor, <laughs> the professor called me. He he called me. <laughs> he called me. You know, like uh, call me out. Who did I copy? And who like and and the professor even asked me like, as the class like who helped, who helped me. You know, and everybody just looking confused mm-hmm. because the thing is, like, but the, that is that where the first accusation come from? Or did that came from? Did the first accusation come from a, like a classmate? Oh, you know, like a, yeah, there was there were classmates. So uh, like it wasn't the it wasn't the teacher's idea originally, but no, she kind no, of like no. okay. she knows. I mean, uh, uh, she or he knows that uh, the uh, the um, there was always copying going on. Mm. The thing is. And, and 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 the professor is very strongly, and I respect I respect this uh, professor uh, uh, very much because one of the thing that um, the professor said in in one of the class, and this is counterpoint, but in the history class, there's a lot of copying. In history class, there's a lot of copying, and and the professor said like, how can you uh, live with yourself knowing that the grade that you get. From cheating, mm-hmm. that's one of the things the professor said, and that right. stuck with me. That was in the second year. That was my sophomore year studying with uh, with this professor. Yeah. So I, I I took that to the heart, and I don't cheat. I don't cheat in tests. No, hmm. I I might have cheated a little bit on like homework because I don't want to do homework. Yeah. So I copy the homework and send it in, but not but not in the music. I mean, in high school, yes. I mean, you know. I just copy some like uh, like sign <laughs> sign subject. This story, it sounds kind of more like a high school story than a university right. story, doesn't it? Actually, it, it, because, doesn't it? Because like I can see like I can see a teacher not really knowing the truth, but kind of bluffing, calling people, calling a bluff right. to try and to try right. and see if anybody right. will admit anything. I still have that paper, but I put it somewhere, and there was like red marks, like all these things written in it, like. Okay, basically, Fugue uh, has a three three sec uh, segment, 
and the fugue. Like if you if you listen to Bach, right. Bach is the the you know the 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 father, the godfather of music. Just like you know who wrote the fugue. He's the, he's the fugue master. Yeah, he's the fugue master. Okay. Like counterpoint, you study at the end of the counterpoint, you uh, you will write fugue, okay. and there's a lot of rules and all these things. So, uh, but there's this you know there's the middle section. It's called uh, the de- uh, development section. If I'm getting it correctly. I mean, you get the theme, right? And then you, you, you develop it. But this, that's, the, that's the most important part, is the, the, the second part. Because at the third, the third part is the finishing, the ending, near the ending. You, 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 uh, you kind of like uh, bind everything together. It's like a finish, you know? Yeah. So the, some of the most interesting part of the fugue is in the, is in the middle. So, but mine, before I wrote, I, I did study Bach. I study Bach, but I happened to study on one of the counterpoint that was the double field, which means you double the the the, uh, the theme of it, mm-hmm. but in a, in a, in a different modulation or, or 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 what have you, right? Which is not really really common. And she felt like well, he he or she felt like it was uh, too advanced because. Um, the professor didn't didn't teach that. Mm, okay, but that's don't you see the the story here? Yeah, I see it. It's it contradicting itself. How can I, how can I copy anybody if one no one else did that in the class? Yeah, no one has done it in the class. Two, she didn't teach it. Right. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so I I I was I. I got so pissed. I, you know, I slammed it. I, it's the first time I slammed, you know, I slammed the table. Yeah. And like, and I, I totally argued, like, like, like that. You know, the professor is out of line, and I demand, I demand, like people in the room, like, you know, who helped me, you know, mm. who wrote this, you know, like no, because the thing I, I was pissed because. I I stayed up all night wrote, writing it. I didn't sleep. Uh, it's hard for me to guess why someone would have accused you in the first place. Except, like, it's possible. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a go figure. I don't I don't know either. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe it's just because like you were depressive that year and you maybe like rub, rubbed someone up the wrong way. True. Especially they, they especially were, like, this professor somehow. because she knows yeah. like she she um, she or he. <laughs> You know, like really cares about me, and and I know, like, I mean, it's not only I. This professor is not the one that I I only study with in in counterpoint. I study like harmonies, uh, um, music history. Mm. You know, it's uh, if I say more than every you know people that went there would know what I'm who I'm talking about. But the thing is, um, I. In my third year, it was it was I didn't go to most of the class. If if there were attendance uh, point, I I would have fell. There wasn't an attendance point, so, or maybe there was. Maybe it, it was it was minor, but it wasn't it wasn't the point. Yeah, but the mm-hmm. thing is, uh, it really derailed my 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 relationship with with that person that year, and it, it uh, I could never really reconcile. Hmm. Got you because. Um. Uh, the per uh, the professor never admits 
never admits it. But I'm glad that I stood for myself. Mm. This is a story of like getting accused for something that you didn't do, and then you stood up for yourself because people in the class know that I didn't. I didn't cheat. Mm. It's, I mean, it's possible that um, the it's possible that the people in the class knew, but the teacher wasn't sure one way or the other. Right. Yeah. Right. But, but still, but still, but like still. they have to. Yeah. That, I mean. I mean, there was a case before. You need some evidence. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because there's a there's a uh, there's one one couple who uh, who copy each other, and she show it, mm. and she she would mark it, and they admit it. But for me, she couldn't find the the uh, the other uh, you know yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know the the other uh, conspirator conspirator. So I was like, well, find a conspirator, you know. Like who? Who else? Because I did it, and and the professor was losing face, and he was just like, you know, won't admit. Mm-hmm. So I just stole him out. I was like, you know, after I, I said my piece, like I stole him out, and I just like, I can't stand it anymore. Yeah. After that, I don't. I I, I never been back to the class. It was a final exam anyway. So mm. yeah. Um, let me see. Do I, don't <laughs> want, do I have any stories from? Uh, isn't it? Isn't it weird how it you know how it you know connects with your story of thinking of like what you think as a kid and you know in my life how it you know yeah well you can connect like because if you go to those issues of like uh, development of character you know people can always relate because they can remember oh you know the yeah the I hope you guys back home can relate as well you know what well, you know. If you if you can share some of your story too, <laughs> on the page, uh, it's interesting for me listening to you. You probably would be like, or anybody really, maybe would be similar for me talking about their like university or uh, life, just oh, because man. I you know I was such a I I was a it was ridiculous I graduated I was such a kind of dropout in <laughs> uh, and, and I think it, like it. It comes back to me having been so introverted and shy. Mm. Like by the time, by the time that I got to somewhere like university, I had my, I had my hands so full with learning how to be in society. Yeah, that I just went with that. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. forgot about studying yeah. completely. I mean, yeah. I just there were courses where I didn't even attend any, not even yeah. single lecture. I hadn't even met my tutor or whatever. Yeah. I think I don't really understand. I don't really understand the system that allowed me to complete, mm. e- except maybe that they just wanted rid of me because it's, yeah, I don't know. Rather than having to repeat a year or something. Yeah. Well, you, now we go. You know, we kind of talking about the education system in a way that I don't know. I feel like in 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 England they probably have like a more open minded way of of teaching, isn't it? Um, it's uh, definitely well, probably um, like the yeah. In in that sense, it was very the, the what my impression of it was that you kind of once you got to a university, like you you're no longer in a uniform when you, and when you mm. go and talk to your professors and tutors. I remember like being in these sort of philosophy class tutorial sessions. There's like ten of us in there, seven, ten, whatever, and. The professors are kind of handling like a conversation among equal adults yeah. s- to to a degree, you know. Like, yeah. uh, some of them 
completely. Yeah. And some of them could still like be a little bit um, patronizing, I would say, or uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, okay. be de devious. In other yeah, words, use yeah. their like acquired yeah. knowledge to sort of trick us, tra entrap yeah, us. Yeah. Uh, but other, there were others that just really um, treat, treat us as equals. Uh, actually, my first experience of that ever, and I have to give him like huge credit, was um, the history teacher. I can't remember his name, but um, I had a history teacher at what would be like a high school, secondary school in England. Mm -hmm. And um, so I guess we're sort of seven, 16, 17, 18. And he basically led this history class as if it was a sort of conference among equals. Right. And that sort of, that he earned my tremendous respect. Cause we because when you give people the opportunity, they often respond. You know, mm -hmm. if you're like genuine mm -hmm. and you treat people as, equals like investigators of the truth this kind of thing right that's in, that's interesting so yeah i came across i did come across that there wasn't so much like uh, that energy of you're the children and i'm you know yeah i'm the teacher uh, definitely gone uh by the by the time that i got to university system so i don't know how different that is in uh, thailand but it certainly it's seems pretty, different it's pretty different i mean well, I'm I'm comparing to where I graduated anyway. I mean, I'm I'm openly speaking from for me. I mean, from the from my education background. I mean, if anybody curious, you can go check it. I, but I'm not gonna name names just just for you know legal <laughs> reason. But the the thing is, uh, well, I think it, I think it's fair to criticize. I mean. It's it's not something like uh, it's a legal action or anything. I mean, I'm not I'm not discred uh, discrediting uh, the um, the the university or the school that I I've been through, but I think it's 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 a critical uh, criticism, you know, critical thinking and uh, what is that constructive criticism that that the educa uh, education system or any system in Thailand or anywhere. As but mostly in Thailand, needs to understand, needs to to get their head out of their ass, you know, and just like really see like there's a lot of kid like struggling. I see, you know, I I studied, I've been a teacher, I seen prodigy, I seen prodigy that struggles and end up not becoming a prodigy. Mm -hmm. I see a kid that was name as a troublemaker but actually he would have been better at doing something else if it's not in like an old like fixed uh, education system i i witnessed a prodigy uh who became who's a famous uh finger uh guitar style right now in mm -hmm. thailand i'm very proud of him and i i i i, I, I still remember when i saw him in in the seventh grade you know he he could just pick up anything I taught him, and it was it was fun, and he was like a sponge ready to absorb. But the thing is, like, how lucky is he to have a good supporter? You know, like his mom talked to me, and uh, after they finished uh, ninth grade, they uh, he went to study at Maidon and uh, study music, and he's making money more than me now. <laughs> um, that, I guess good. that's I guess that's not particularly hard right now, right? To be making more money than you at this, <laughs> this moment in the middle of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's doing like live uh, uh, live video streaming for uh, for guitar brands and all this stuff, and I, you know, instead of like being jealous and envy, I I feel 
so much pride and proud of this kid you know who was I think that's a. I think that's what a good teacher should feel. You know, you feel mm-hmm. you you want your student to succeed to you in in that way. Of course, he he has some so much things to learn, but you know, seeing a kid making a living and becoming a professional that's what more can you ask for? And he's a good kid, you know. Mm-hmm. And but what I'm saying is like the things that I had to put up through uh, the the university and and the the school system is just appalling you know it's abysmal it's it's it it really if i didn't have a strong foundation or strong uh, strong core i would have end up like some of my my friend who like who's not playing music anymore who 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 doesn't have like a, a good self esteem i mean if i didn't go to america i wouldn't have seen like Wow, what a what such a comparison in teaching in university than it is in you know in Thailand. You know how how far we are as a and how far apart. Okay, there's there's a there's a double edged sword to every everything. You know, I mean, there's some like okay, there's maybe in the Western uh, world, there's maybe there's too many individualism that is taught. Mm-hmm. You know, but. Like in the Asian society, especially in Thailand, it's more like a social, social uh, uh, forward kind of thing. Right. But it, the hidden agenda is always your family. They always think about your their, your, their own family more than you know, uh, more than uh, more than more than the people outside of the family. I mean, that's not super unusual as well, I suppose, is it? And it's not just Thailand that's... that's Probably true, true, but yeah. But I feel like it's getting better. It's getting better in a sense like people, uh, like for Westernized people, they, the in individualism is, is growing, but they, they kind of have to balance it with the uh, compassion, empathy, and you know, uh, humanism towards uh, the, the new generation now. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think that's definitely doesn't mean this this huge sort of uh, interchange like between like East and West Asian mm-hmm. and, and European in in that sense. Yeah, and there's uh, like influence influence both ways for sure. Like I'm still like even though like academically I wasted my time at university, I'm still like very grateful for that experience because mm, as I said, true. it was like my first chance to live in a, like a community. Yeah. As, as like to, and I, you know, to live with people, share houses with people yeah. to learn to like, yeah. le- and then especially what I'm most grateful for is the opportunity to like, to meet as equals people from all over the world. Right. And I think that's the reason that's my experience there. And, and making so many friends from different yeah. places is the reason why I'm here. And I, but partly actually, although, although there's, I had an, I, that was also in my head earlier. That's, I kind of, I think I kind of needed that because I remember like being really young and not liking this idea of my own. I really didn't like ideas like patriotism or whatever. I, mm. From being really young, I didn't want, I didn't like this idea. Oh yeah, I'm British or English and that's mm. better than something, yeah. someone else or whatever. Right. I always hated that to the extent that I, to the extent that I didn't even like to support British football team, the English football mm, team get, in the World Cup or whatever. I, yeah. So, like, for me, it was, like, really great to be able to go to a place and meet people my age from all around the world. Yeah. And, um, 
just absorb those different energies yeah. yeah yeah man exchanging really helped me with that you know meeting people from france uh, british uh from south america you know from africa all these places man japan you know china hong kong it's so funny <laughs> one of the stories like i met like uh two girls one is from uh, uh beijing and one is from hong hong kong and they have to talk like in english to towards one, one another <laughs> it's so it's so funny it's like why can't you speak chinese or? we would speak different chinese uh-huh. she speak mandarin i speak cantonese and like okay <laughs> english is a good intermediate language isn't it like uh, i remember one night at um Tabe east uh like three three girls that have become friends there they like they turn up They're all like early twenties, like young women, mm. and um, but there's one Japanese, one Korean, one Chinese. Oh, and they're all and they all wow. spoke excellent English. The so three I thought, triangle. And then so I saw them at Tabis, and okay, they were getting ready to go out to Ruth's reggae or something. I thought, <laughs> oh man, this is like. It's pretty cool, isn't to it? To see three people from shouldn't the world be like that? <laughs> yeah, these three countries just like become friends right. and just like <laughs> no party at and smoke weed, <laughs> be happy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, trying that, a that's exactly my feeling. Yeah, yeah and that, that was like, yeah, that was my experience uh, of being like a university in England, that, like hanging out with people from all over I the world. Bet, yeah, I you know, that was I mean, what I loved. Yeah, I think, I think British is more diverse than people think, right? Um, I mean, there's a lot of diversity in there, uh, in 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 the well, UK island, right? If, uh, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, it, but um, it's been pointed. It's definitely true, though, that there's. Um, Uh, there's too much separation you know like community it's too much like separation of oh, this true, part of the city true, is, true. you know yeah. it, like in in london i experienced like a lot of um you know a lot of mixed communities that's yeah. in somewhere like london for sure but at the same time you i you you don't necessarily it's not necessarily every working situation or life or life situation where you kind of really living I don't know in that situation where you like like a university situation where yeah, yeah you know yeah, people yeah. true it's, it's totally a, different it's a very privileged situation because obviously like at uh, English university they're expensive so I wasn't necessarily mm. meeting uh, wasn't necessarily meeting people from all different backgrounds from those countries you right, know right but still there were people who had scholarships it wasn't just it wasn't right. just the wealthy there were people right. who had scholarships and this right. kind of thing but it would have been mainly the the wealthy from around right. the world for sure yeah things has changed with that too i mean like before like uh private school uh well in the in the cct um uh uh, uh branch you know like prince royal or bangkok christian you would have like um what uh a scholarship for you know for even uh indigenous people to come and and study Mm -hmm. and things have things have changed i'm not gonna say it's bad or 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 good and i'm just saying it's changing and sometimes they just need to see like uh, in a way that they are changing is it you know is it good you know are you being are you being true to what the core of the uh you know institute are, are built upon you know and these things are like People tend to forget that, like a lot of foundation, 
that were built and and they try to put like a business uh, structure into it and thinking about making more money i'm not just saying about the education stuff but uh, everything you know even like ngo stuff that were built to be like you know for the greater good is 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 run by business uh, model and all those kind of thing i'm not saying that mm-hmm. you know right uh, yeah not that money is not important but you you, you got to balance out the uh, the the cause you got to balance out like Oh, you know, is this real? Do we really need this much money? Three hundred percent profit. Do we really need this much money? Three hundred percent profit. You know, I mean, you you're doing really well to get a three hundred percent like profit, but I mean, but what if if the core is like for humanity and hum, hum, humanism? You know, you should be able to like cover the cause. And then you know, get that money to to really spur out something that is for the greater good of the society, not for the uh, uh, beneficial profits of, of of the people who are running it. Right. Uh, I think there you know there have been good organizations. There are, there are unusual organizations around. Like for example, in the UK, there's one um, company. I think is it like uh, I forget whether it's. John, I mean, it might have changed now, but there were there were. Companies set up back in the mm, early 20th century, which were basically set up as co- co- worker cooperatives. So it would have mm. been like a wealthy person founded it, but they maybe had kind of socialist attitudes. And they right. basically, after you, if whatever position you had in that company, if you'd worked there for like a a year right. or more, then you automatically got shares in that company. Right. So all the work, the workers own the, this yeah. company. These right. kind of things, yeah. and those had like that had far-reaching consequences, um, and made a really different. You know, made it mm. a really different kind of organization. Even right. though they're still private-based in the end, and things uh, probably have changed quite a bit now. I don't. know. You have to look into specific examples. I've heard like it. Uh, you definitely have to be careful. It's not just. It's definitely not enough to be like a Google and say, "Right, do no evil," because that doesn't. <laughs> just that. That's not going to keep you going, especially if the two founders already got out and took their billions and <laughs> right, left. And right. you know, yeah. there's no it's way. A, that's. Yeah. Um, you need more than that. You you need a a real kind of uh, mission, and some. I think from what I've heard, some you know NGOs. And some companies hold on to their mission really well. Hmm. Um, others get, you know, get lost. Money just takes over. Yeah, it happens. I mean, money changes people. Mm. Power changes people. You know, it's uh, it is what it is. But where have we gone? <laughs> uh, well, that's the story of uh, you know. That's that's what it is. You know, uh, like I said. I mean, I I wanted you know you wanted to tell a story. I want. Something that, like, if it stir up something, you know, mm. or like make me curious about something, we just go with it, you know. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe I should start tell, telling more about the story about music. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Maybe have you, have you got another story? Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. I mean, it's depend on. Uh, it, it feels like a t- uh, coming of age kind of story now. You know, right now we, we're going to university. <laughs> Yeah. So, but I think I'll, I'll leave that now, for you know, uh, we 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 can go talk about. Well, you went to China uh, on a tour. Yeah. Yeah. Was, we can we can talk a little bit about like touring. 
I'm very, very doubtful of my ability to tell an interesting story about it. Like it should be, I should be able to get an interesting story out of it. But um, hmm. Well, uh, you know, mine and your friend Nui. Yeah. Uh, he'd been to like, so he'd organized. He'd been to China before. He'd been with Paul, right? Right. Um, yeah. They'd been together. I think he'd been another time as well before we went with the band. Mm. But basically, we organized this tour with the band with the right. Dougie. Yeah. And um, Nui put the whole uh, like put the whole sort of tour together yeah. where right. we would go basically Kunming, Dali, yeah, uh, Lijiang. Um, I think I don't. I'm not sure it was totally fixed in advance that we would go to Chongqing, but we did go to Chongqing. And then we went to Guangzhou as well, and then back through Hong Kong. I mean, the whole trip was, um, the whole trip was cool. We almost lost the bass player on the <laughs> on the trip. <laughs> What happened? Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, like personal personal differences. He, he he almost didn't make a bus, and there was kind of like it was one of those situations <laughs> where, uh, it was one of those situations where like. Uh, Because of the, like just differences, half the people on the bus were hoping he would make it, and half the, <laughs> half the people weren't, weren't hoping he wouldn't. This kind of this wow. kind of thing. Anyway, it, it yeah. can happen. It can happen because you yeah. like you're on the road together, and yeah. you know, um, it's tension can build, right? Yeah, you, you've been, you've had some of this. Yeah. I know. There's a one band that uh, that that But, gave me all the experience of the the band tension was Watch a Poet for sure, mm. and. I think that's the first band I ever uh, toured outside of Thailand with. I think, yeah. Um, what, what was it? What was interesting from the tour in China? I mean, it was kind of crazy, you know, because a, a big part of it was based on uh, playing at the Bad Monkey in Dali. Mm -hmm. right. That's a pretty crazy place. <laughs> a lot of a lot of free I beer, for, a lot of free beer for the band. I heard a lot about that. Uh, and it was interesting. Like one thing that was like really interesting. I found interesting about this trip was how different, um, like ch Chinese people th in China seem to be from like the Chinese people that we like meet here. Mm. What, um, but then, that's you know we're all different, right? I t br British people meet you meet British people, English people, or whatever on holiday in Spain. They're going to be have different from. When they're at home, they're going to be different from the people you meet in somewhere like <laughs> right, Thailand. Right. You're just going to meet different kinds of people. It's a fact. But in China, I, I, it was my first experience of seeing Chinese people hammering the drink home, playing drinking games, getting really, really drunk, and just the way that they, like, it was quite flamboyant the way that they would like go out. I mean, we're in tourist towns, so they might be, they might be the equivalent of. English people going to Ibiza or something, you know, they're yeah, not right, sure. going to Spain. So this is Chinese people, maybe from maybe from Beijing or Shanghai or big cities, mm -hmm. going to somewhere like a, a tourist town like Dali, and just ordering. You know, they didn't order beer by the bottle or whatever, but crates and crates of beer just piled up next to their table, <laughs> and you like you see people carrying their friends out. Yeah, uh, yeah, fights breaking out. Yeah. Also, all sorts of stuff, but I really enjoyed meeting like Chinese people there. I met some like interesting people. Like, it's one of the overwhelming things um, was traveling in a, a place where the there's just the volume of people is just unimaginable compared to somewhere like Chiang Mai. Oh, sure. The trains sure. that you know you arrive at a train station and the sort of like plaza of it is just built to accommodate 
a hundred thousand people. It looks like <laughs> it looks like people like spilling out from a football match in England or something wow. or more. Wow. You, you know, it's just the everything is just a huge scale. So that's there was like a so you basically get funneled through this system and it's um, tiring and you know difficult as a tourist you're kind of like trying to work out the language yeah. with apps on your phone and this kind of stuff and fun and uh but people were actually incredibly helpful once you kind of got like stuck into it I, I, the train journeys were like fantastic um even though we ended up standing for mm. most of 12 hours on mm. one on one of the trains right 12 hours Well, we kind of there was just one train that I was on that was like so overcrowded that we couldn't have a seat. But wow. that was the that was all, also one of the coolest trips because uh, people who had a seat, I don't r think people do that. I've never seen people do this in Eng in England to this degree. But we were on this train, we didn't have a seat, but people who had a seat, Chinese people would just say, would just get up and say, "You sit down for a while," mm -hmm. or gesture to us, and so like. They'd get up. They were busy playing um, some card game with yeah, their friends, yeah. and they'd get up and say, "Sit down," and then you'd end up in the card game yeah. with their friends. Oh, that's and, nice. You know, this kind of thing, and then they'd we'd swap around like that. So everybody would like get to sit for a oh, while wow, and swap around. This kind of thing. That's 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 great. Really nice. Man. That's a great experience. One of the crazy things that went on the Chinese trains. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they don't have like a. Just the way that they did it was, and it's. The way that they did it was, they have the vendors like on Thai trains, right? Right, right. Coming around selling stuff on the train. Yeah, and then people would sort of buy all of this stuff and just kind of it would spill off the table onto the floor, wrappers, <laughs> peanuts, popcorn, whatever it is. Yeah, and literally, that completely. That's just the way it was. After a while, the train just looked wrecked, <laughs> and it's absolutely packed, right? <laughs> But then the same staff that sold the stuff would come and clean everything up, huh. like. In between all the people, so it's a kind of a real hassle. You've, but that's just the way that, it, that it's developed. Clean mm. it all up, yeah. and then a few minutes later, come and sell it all again. The, the place is absolutely trashed, uh -huh. trash all over the floor, food all over the floor, yeah, and then it gets cleaned again. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, it was a trip. It sounds like a trip, ways. man. That's, yeah. I, well, yeah, it makes me want to go and experience that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, the reason I say it a little bit because I I feel like I, I I travel a lot, but I'm I'm still I'm still holding out for you know that that big big tour, you know, that I'll be gone for like a year and a half, mm, <laughs> a world tour, a yeah, a world tour or something. But I have been around, you know, and uh, with Wachapur, it has really taught me a lot. Where did you Where did you go uh, to Nepal? Did you did you not go to France? You did. Did you go to Paris? No, 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 no. not yet, not yet. Might I might go with other bands. You went to Nepal, uh, Nepal, just yeah, Nepal, or yeah. you did a Thai tour as well? We did a Thai tour too, but yeah. but you know, going out the going out the country was was something big. It was the first mm. time uh, to do it with a band. So I went. Uh, I forgot what year it was two thousand nine. I think so. Yeah, two thousand nine. And I just moved to uh, Bangkok, and it's the first time I ever met with uh, Uriel. And yeah, Uriel was a new addition. At that time, there was Vincent, uh, Travis, and Obal, and uh, yeah, and Uriel was new. And 
people were saying like, "Hey, can you find a you know this is a new you know drummer, good friend of me uh, of of Vincent Travis, you know." And uh, so we 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 ran a studio in Bangkok and. I still remember to this day, and the uh, first time I met Uro and I, and we played together, and he was just like smiling. He was like, he was so, he was excited too because he never met me, and I, I was excited because I never played with Uro before, and he was, he was just like, he would look at me like, in in disarray, you know, like, is that a word? Yeah, it's just like Dis- disbelief. Yeah, and disbelief, and 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 just like what, what, like. He was just happy and but like confused at the same time. Like, like is this re- like it's it's kind of like surreal for him, mm. you know? And he like he would he would as we were playing, he would look at Travis like, like you know, like this is like one of the most like, uh, <laughs> you know, like a new experience that he would like totally overblown his expect uh, expectation. So that was a crazy band. That was a crazy band. Uh, Love man. that band. Oh man, such an expressive band and full of energy. It was, but it was it was such a super ego crash though. Mm. It, it was. It was. Yeah. It was yeah, at yeah. that time. At, sure. at that time. Uh, at that year, Travis was definitely the peacekeeper for for that band for sure. Travis mm-hmm. was was great on on that tour. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Vincent almost fought everybody. <laughs> Uriel, 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 you know, we became friends really well, but then we almost had a fight in uh Well, he didn't want to fight me. I, I got it wrong. I thought he wanted to fight me. <laughs> I, and it's the first time I ever I ever left stage during performance in, in Pai because Uro left first and, and I overheard, like, you know, that he said, like, I, you know, like, uh, I'm not like, you know, stop playing. You're not good enough, or something like that. That's what I heard, you know. So when I he- I thought like I heard that, and then, and then he just quit, right? He just like uh, left the stage, and I was just like, okay, I'm gonna follow this motherfucker. <laughs> just like I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna beat the shit out, you know, like uh, behind the stage. So you know, he went, and I just like. You know, put in put a guitar in, on the amp, and I just went back, and I was like, you know, just like go really gangster on that shit. I was like, oh, man, what the fuck, man? What do you say? He's like, oh, no, 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 no. He's just like, no, no. I said like, <laughs> he's totally like I misunderstood, and I, you know, what, what, I was it, why what, why did he leave the stage? Stage because we won. It was a bad gig, mm. and it, uh, we left Travis, Vincent, and Opal on the stage, and I was gonna hit. Uro already I was like I was gonna fight him and Uro was just like whoa whoa whoa, whoa why, are you, why are you mad at me you know like you know they're shit you know you know uh-huh. I'm paying shit they're shit I mean, I'm not, I'm not have, I don't have anything with you you know and then we look at each other and we're like oh I said oh okay I'm sorry I misunderstood <laughs> I thought you said this and he said no 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 you, you totally misunderstand because he's French I mean, I mean we, he mm. wasn't speaking really good English at that time but then we, we we you know we kiss and make up and we, we stay quiet for a little bit and Opal and uh, Vincent and Travis still playing and we look at each other oh they sound better now we both say it was like yeah we said they sound better now but man after after they finished Vincent was so pissed and this was after Nepal actually we came back already and 
Oh my god, man. Vincent was so pissed. And he, he came at Uro and he was going to come at me. But I, I wasn't going to give in. I was like, <laughs> fuck you, motherfucker. What are you going to do? Like, shit, man. He said, like, you never leave the stage. I said, I do whatever the fuck I want. It's my fucking, it's my fucking right to do whatever the fuck I want. You know? You were shit. I was shit. You know? That's why I said. I said you were shit. I was shit. You know? But what are you going to do about it? You know, I left the stage. It's the first time I ever did it. You're going to be mad at me for it, and fuck you. You know, I mean, I have the right to do it. You know? Everybody's shitting, you know? Mm. He, was, he came, he's going to punch me. He's like, you do it, man, motherfucker. One shot. I let you do it, you know. But I, I told him, you make sure, you know, you finish the job. You, you know what I like about you know what I like about this story, like it's the complete opposite of the uh, the the college professor story because now you're not there's no like hiding names or no, anything because no, no, no. you're like you you know you're friends and uh, yeah, it's, it's a different it's a different yeah, thing yeah, it's, it's a, a different thing I mean you know it's and, and it's a true story and that and yeah. I mean the professor thing is a true story too but I it 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 became out like a really you know discrediting you know mm. but this like you you can find an alibi and people there's a lot of people that. That would willing to new <laughs> actually it was at Nui's place by yeah, post. post right yeah. it was <laughs> so then he saw the whole thing and you know I you know we were gonna go to Bebop after that and as we walked you know Vincent was gonna come in and was like was so pissed I say man you got one shot you make it you make it count you know <laughs> we, uh, remember we did that um, uh, podcast after uh, about start musical origins or whatever yeah yeah i think yeah. i think it was that one and you know i said i when i shared it in facebook or something i think i'd said what year i started playing right and knew you'd sort of he told me this before but i'd forgotten he basically started learning exactly the same time as me right 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 oh he started to become a musician then yeah because he wasn't yeah. i think he, was he like playing drums at first yeah he played drums first yeah. uh i remember when i was a yeah. freshman uh shit 2004 2005 and uh i had the the chance to uh go and jam at susanan and it was random and i remember pinui came and and jam on the drums i yeah it was funny <laughs> it was it was good it was just, it was just a good time you know all right well i kind of ducked out because i've only t told uh my baby stories i haven't gone any further but um, I might have to go soon, and I think we've gone for quite a long time really? as well. Really? So. Um, oh, okay. Well, I don't know. This this is just like the, the tip of the iceberg of the I know, story. I know. Right? I know. Well, yeah. we well we can do like more of the. I you know I wanted to do this because I wanted to see if like I could try and tell a story, and it's hard. I you know. Yeah. But uh, we 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 can always tell stories. Yeah. So this is just a glimpse, like you know, part one. Yeah. Part yeah, one. Let's, let's put put it this way, you know, like the uh, archives or something. Mm. Part one. I, I don't know. It's it's just great, man. I haven't been you know really digging my 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 story that that much anyway. Yeah. So for, so thank you for picking the topics. Yeah. Yeah. Man. yeah it's interesting because I was like l last night I was lying in bed thinking like. Yeah, delving into my memory and some stuff came like came up that I hadn't thought about for so long, right. you know. Yeah. So well, until next time then. Well, yeah. Thanks, brother, and you guys at home. Thank you so much. And you know, uh, the COVID in, in Chiang Mai is getting better and better, 
and we hope to be able to see you guys uh, soon yeah. or people uh, you know uh, outside the country of Thailand stay safe stay well stay at home and you know spread the love be positive and we'll keep sending you baguettes from <laughs> Thailand <laughs> for your you know food for thoughts right <laughs> yeah. yeah all right thanks everybody all thanks, right you take care brother